Hey everyone, welcome to the Prince of Peace podcast, where our aim is to help you live and love like Jesus. I'm Lauren Vlad, one of the pastors of Prince of Peace. We're glad that you're here and we hope you enjoy. Grace, peace, and joy be unto you from God the Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. It was 30 years ago this year that I ventured down a path as yet untrodden. Yes, it was 30 years ago that I graduated from college. Yes, it was 30 years ago that I started seminary. It was 30 years ago that I preached my first sermon. All of those events would qualify as paths as yet untrodden. But when I hear that phrase, I first think of an application that is far more literal. I came to the end of my last year of college actually feeling pretty confident and sure about where I was headed the summer before my senior year. I'd served as a program director at Camp Moana, and while I didn't have time to return there because I had to go start summer Greek at the seminary over that summer, I had a few weeks and another camp hired me to do some day camps for them that began with a week of a leadership camp that was happening at Wittenberg. And so it was this beautiful marriage between my college experience at Wittenberg and the, the camping experience I had had. I could put them together. I was helping to plan the week ahead of time. It was going to be a great week. And from what I can remember, I believe it was with one exception. And unfortunately, it's still an exception that can haunt me because one of the campers that week was my little sister, and she, along with a friend of hers that was a member of my home congregation, if I ever run into them, they're always happy to uh, remind me of what happened that week. So the problem was this, and looking back on it now, I'm not even sure how I came to such a poor decision. I'm sure I had a say in this decision for the camp. I really don't know why or how we came to it other than my own Hubris and overconfidence was certainly there present in the moment. The problem problem came when we were going to go for a hike in Clifton Gorge. And if you're familiar with the area, if you ever go up to Yellow Springs, go for a hike. It's a beautiful gorge near the headwaters of the Little Miami River. And there are three sections to the gorge that you can hike. You can start out up by the mill in Clifton. You can go down, down into John Bryan State Park. And then there's also the Glen Helen Nature Preserve that is part, at what that time was part of Antioch College that sits alongside of that as well. Well, I had hiked the park from Clifton down into John Bryan many times during college. We've taken that hike many times since then as well. One of my favorite hikes. But for some reason, on this particular day at this camp, we were going to hike into Glen Helen as well, a part I hadn't done before. But we had a map, but we were dividing into two groups. And I'm the one that's taken this hike many times. Don't worry, you take the map. I'm sure we'll be fine, was my thought. So off we went on this hike. We go along, and I think, well, I'm following the river, no problem, this isn't going to be a problem. Confident in where we're going, but suddenly now I am going down, 
A path is yet untrodden, meaning we are foraging through some briars, making our way, but I'm following the water. I'm sure this is fine. What I didn't realize is that there is another creek that runs through Glen Helen as well, and we were following that. We were nowhere close to where we needed to be. And I got at least a half mile through these waist-high briars, pushing my way through with six junior-high girls behind me, being the key element here, trying to be confident in what we were doing until finally I had to admit, you know what, we are going the wrong way. We need to turn around and go right back where we came from. Those girls were not happy, and they have not ever let me forget it. It's not fun being lost. And all too often when we're lost, we know that it's because of our own fault that we are. And so often in our panic or in our confusion, we actually end up making it worse. So how do we more wisely venture down these paths as yet untrodden? Certainly with a good deal of humility, We probably ought to go a bit slower, watching for markers along the way. And it certainly wouldn't hurt to have a map in our hand and today a GPS signal to guide us. In today's gospel lesson, we see Jesus in the wilderness being tempted by the devil. And we often make the comparison between Jesus in the wilderness and the Israelites in the wilderness. We hear it even in our prayer for the day. Jesus uses um, the scripture, though, as his guide. He's got this map in his hand, and it makes all the difference in the world. Just use the first temptation as an example. There's a parallel between Jesus' hunger and the hunger of the Israelites before they received manna from heaven. Jesus does not give into the temptation of changing stones into bread. Instead, Jesus remembers that he's totally dependent upon God and that God will provide. The Israelites, on the other hand, were lost in terms of their understanding of their relationship with God. They grumbled before God. They broke their covenant promise by not trusting God to deliver the promised food, of which, of course, God does end up providing. The Israelites do not trust God to be God. What do we do when traveling down a path as yet untrodden? We go with humility. We walk a little more slowly to watch for markers, and we bring a map and a GPS. Jesus demonstrates these principles in the wilderness. He begins with the humility of understanding his relationship with God and God's mission in the world. He doesn't panic, but he goes slowly enough to recognize that Satan was trying to lead him astray, and he was watching for markers of what looked like God versus what looked like his own trust in his human abilities and our or a trust and a fear and power-based view of the world. <clears throat> and he discerned this by keeping that map in his hand. <clears throat> With each temptation, Jesus turns to the word of God as his map, and he answers Satan by instead orienting himself towards the true north of the sacrificial love of the cross. And so it is that we come here each week. 
We come here knowing that we do not have the vision, the strength, or the wisdom of Jesus, so we're going to not be very good at that navigation on our own. We're going to end up turning around in the middle of briars with a half dozen angry junior high girls behind us from time to time. No, we're not very good at it on our own, so instead we need each other. We need an encounter as well with God's Word. We need the gifts of Christ's body and blood poured out for us, inviting us to become God's sacrificial presence of love now, here, in our time. Like Jesus, we are constantly tempted to put our trust elsewhere, to place our worship elsewhere, to be shaped by different stories created by the world instead of by God. And in the process, our lives give way to the temptation to treat God as less than God. As one writer says, we may not be tempted to turn stones into bread, but we are constantly tempted to mistrust God's readiness to empower us to face our trials. None of us is likely to put God to the test by leaping from a cliff, he said, but we are frequently tempted to question God's helpfulness when things go awry. We forget the sure promise, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. We may not be wandering around in the desert where the question of trusting God is so obvious, but yet it is this question that is at the back of most of the decisions that we make in our lives. Satan is always lurking there, tempting us to trust only ourselves instead of trusting God. Where is Satan in your life today? Is he tempting you to blame your problems on others so that you don't have to face the hard questions yourself? Is he tempting you to sit back and to watch injustice instead of confronting it? Is he tempting you to hold all of your feelings inside instead of taking a risk and sharing them with someone that you know can probably help you? Is he tempting you to think that you have it so bad that you couldn't possibly think about someone else and their problems? What easy answers is Satan offering you today? Where is Satan lurking, tempting you to take the easy road instead of trusting God to lead you down the more difficult and sometimes untrodden one. The Lenten season begins with the reminder that we are but dust. There's one creator that stands beyond time and beyond us, never ceasing to love us and never ceasing to draw us back. This creator who sent his son to die for us to restore our relationship with God and to inaugurate a new day by speaking words of life and hope that promise another way. That we might be together with the one who never leaves us, the one who will walk down that untrodden road with us and never leave us alone. Sometimes this can seem kind of easy, but more often, it can feel exceedingly difficult. But here in worship, we're being shaped into people who can and will answer this call. 
We're being shaped into the image of Christ who is always ultimately the shape of the cross. A stark reminder that trusting God to be God is not without consequences. It's rarely the easy way. It does not lead to a path that seems simple and straightforward. Often it is that one untrodden. But as Christians, we go together down that path because it is our way, the way of the cross, the way of trusting those words of hope and promise that don't leave us empty, but rather lead us towards that which gives life for all. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to the Prince of Peace podcast. I hope that today's message has brought comfort and inspiration to your life. Have a great rest of the week.